ഓം നമ ശിവായ 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 ഹയ നമ പാർവതീപതൈ ഹര ഹര മഹാരിയോ so in this second chapter we saw the delusion of arjuna and his great grief and his agitation of his mind he surrenders to bhagwan sri krishna and he reveals to him the knowledge of the self the nature of the self the knowledge of the self is revealed which is called sankhya buddhi so this is the solution for all our problems problems are many as our guru ji says but solution is one and that one solution is self knowledge know yourself and solve all problems of life that is the solution but we cannot reach the solution directly we can't jump just like in a school uh, mathematics textbook also they give the problem and they give solution the answer is also given at the last page like that so you know the question i mean problem you know the solution but you don't know mathematics by just telling the solution the teacher will not be happy if you say x is equal to 5 and y is equal to 4 the teacher will ask how how did you come at this i just came across it you know it was revealed to me those answers will not help we should know how to arrive at this solution and that arriving at this solution of self knowledge or enlightenment is called the path the is called yoga so yoga buddhi we have to get established in this yoga buddhi which will take us to our ultimate goal yoga buddhi is the is the vehicle if you sit in it it will take us to the state of enlightenment so it starts with karma proper attitude in our duties or in our responsibilities or that which is right uh, holistically right not selfishly right 
not from my standpoint right, but which is holistically right when I start performing those uh, actions with proper attitude, I begin my journey. And it leads me to uh, more and more purity of my mind and it leads me to appreciating the divinity around me. So karma yoga itself becomes uh, upasana when I start appreciating divinity and perform my action more and more as worship. Thereafter, uh, the mind becomes further purified and I gain what we call vairagya, dispassion towards the worldly pleasures and worldly pursuits. I become more and more aware that what I am seeking is not out there but in here. So when I reach such a stage, then I go into the path of knowledge. Here Bhagwan doesn't mention it in detail, but it is described later on in the chapters. In the third chapter, Bhagwan talks elaborately about the path of Karma Yoga. In the fourth chapter, he talks about Upasana. And in the fourth chapter, end of fourth chapter, Bhagavan talks about knowledge and how we can gain that knowledge. Tadviddhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya. Approaching a teacher, listening, contemplating, we gain that knowledge. So after reaching the stage of knowledge, our mind becomes further purified and becomes free of all attachment, not only to the world of objects, but I become free of attachment to my ego. When I become free of attachment to my ego, or that ego, then that is called higher vairagya. When I am detached from the objects, that is lower vairagya. But when I am totally detached from that my limited personality also, then it is called higher vairagya. And when I gain that state of vairagya, that is also described or hinted in the fifth chapter, then I become fit for meditation. So meditation is described in detail in chapter 6. Meditation which leads to samadhi. Samadhi is the total absorption in the state of or in our own self. So that gives rise to that aparoksha anubhuti or the state of enlightenment. So one who has experience, gone into the state of samadhi, experiences one's own self. This state of samadhi is also called turiya, means the fourth state. And this itself is called atma also. This turiya avastha is not different from our own self. Sa-atma, Bhagavan says, or the Upanishad says. So here, in the uh, these few verses, Bhagavan hints at all these steps. He says, by following this path of Karma Yoga, one who is endowed with this buddhi becomes free of all impurities. All his confusion disappears when he gains proper knowledge. He also gains 
vairagya tada gantasi nirvedam he gains vairagya from the world of pleasure and from his own little ego also and mind becomes more and more steady intellect becomes more and more steady and in that steadiness gets established in samadhi samadha samadha achala buddhihi absolutely uh, unmoving intellect which has got no vikalpa no uh, modification no duality such a intellect get established in one's own self and this state of uh, samadhi or this state of uh, yoga is the state of enlightenment or the state of realization so after listening to this arjuna got this doubt as to what exactly is the nature of this realization and what is the nature of those who have attained this state of realization how they move about in this world and so many questions so he asks this question verse number 54 he says arjuna uvacha stita prajnasya ka bhasha samadhisthasya keshava स्थितधीकिं प्रभाषेत किमासीत व्रजेत किं स्थित प्रज्ञस्य का भाषा समाधिस्थस्य केशव स्थितधीकिं प्रभाषेत किमासीत व्रजेत किं हा अर्जुन उवाच he was listening very attentively to what bhagwan is saying therefore his question is related to what bhagwan said that is very important many times we ask question but sometimes quite not related at all after listening to the question then you start wondering but here arjuna is very attentive and he is asking because bhagwan stops here he mentioned the state of enlightenment and stops so that time arjuna asked him this question he wants to know stita pradnyasya ka bhasha that what is the characteristic or definition paribhasha definition or indication or characteristic of a stita pradnya this stita pradnya word also is coined by arjuna only pradnya means knowledge or wisdom actually nya means knowledge pra is added to say prakarshena means a, a proper or well established knowledge that's called wisdom means that knowledge which is associated with experience knowledge which is associated with conviction knowledge which is complete in all respect is called wisdom hmm so he says that what is the uh, stita pradnya means one whose wisdom is steady means that wisdom is unnegated it is not negated by other logic 
it is not negated by any other uh, argument it is not negated by our other experience it is unnegatable uh, what you call wisdom abadhit abadhit cannot be negated because that knowledge which can be negated is not knowledge it is ignorance only at at a particular given time we think that it is knowledge but later on we come to know that it is not so some other knowledge negates it like in the field of science also it is progressing what newton said was accepted as true at one time then later on when einstein came certain things of newton got negated and a better understanding of the world came through but later on those things also got a little modified so knowledge or wisdom which gets negated or modified or changed is not called wisdom and wisdom of the world can never be uh, steady it keeps on modifying that is the beauty therefore science is constantly progressing so called progressing it's knowing more and more and the new knowledge which we learn negates so many of our previous concepts and strange thing one comes to know about about the world even about space about time about matter we talk about antimatter we talk about dark matter talk about dark energy so so many things uh, one comes to know and suddenly the scientific vision of the world changes science says that oh then you will look at the world in a different way altogether from a from this uh, what you call quantum mechanic standpoint when we look the world looks different from newtonian uh, what you call uh, science we look it looks different so those wisdom which changes is not steady and that is why and that is uh, that is because it is related to the world which constantly changes but what is that which ex- expresses as the world what is that which modify or which appears like the world that is that one truth which doesn't change which doesn't modify so once one gains the wisdom of this one that wisdom remains steady it doesn't change like uh, the example of uh, rope and snake huh, in vedanta so rope is there and it appears like snake if that rope is not known then it may appear like snake to one person it may appear like something else to another person it may appear like something else to another but once the rope is known properly with proper light and properly then that knowledge of rope remains steady similarly uh the the what you call the idea about the self which one has gained now through thoughts through words are unsteady if we are told to write an, a paragraph about myself i will write something today but after one year if i am told to write i might write something else as you know no what i said last year is not true this is what i am later on again i will modify then again i will modify that means my knowledge about myself is not steady that means i am a changing personality 
and I am talking about a changing phenomena. But here, the realized master experiences that self which doesn't change. Therefore, the knowledge also doesn't change. Therefore, that knowledge or wisdom remains steady, firm. So, such a person is called Sthitapradnya, an enlightened person. Just as uh, we <coughs> dream, and in our dream we have an assumed personality or a false personality, and we think it is true, but when we wake up, suddenly we realize that that was all false. I am different person in the waking state. Similarly, enlightenment means waking up from our so-called this dreamy state and recognizing who we are in reality. So they are called sthitapradnya. So sthitapradnyasya ka bhasha. So your question Arjuna is asking that what are the characteristics of a sthitapradnya? What is the definition of a sthitapradnya? Whom can we call an enlightened person? Now see, there are two, uh, two definitions, two ways of looking at a realized person. From the standpoint of other people and from the standpoint of that person himself. Therefore, here uh, two question is asked or two ways uh, Arjuna is asking, ki stita pradnya se ka bhasha and stita dhi kim prabhasheta. That from the standpoint of the world or the other people, what are the signs of a stita pradnya? And from his own experience or from his own standpoint, what are the signs of a stita pradnya? Means suppose I attain the state of stita pradnya, what will be my experience? And if I want to know a person is stita pradnya, what are the signs of a stita pradnya? You understand? So, sthitapradnyasya ka bhasha, what is the definition of a sthitapradnya? Samadhisthasya keshava, he defines again that word sthitapradnya using another term called samadhi. Samadhisthaha means one who is established in samadhi. Samadhi generally again people have different notions. Samadhi is a state where all duality vanishes. Samadhi is a state of the self. But generally in the world, people misunderstand tandra or a state of absorption in the mind or some object as samadhi. When we, without knowledge, when we practice meditation or concentration, not meditation, meditation is different, concentration is different. Without knowledge of the scriptures, without knowledge of the self, also we can sit and concentrate on our breath, on the, some light, on some image, on some mantra, or on some sound. We can concentrate, because concentration is part of our, our ability. So without knowledge, when we concentrate, we use our mind to concentrate, then that mind gets absorbed, in the sense mind becomes steady. Because constantly looking at one thing or just thinking about one thing, the mind as though becomes fixed, like as though hypnotized. That hypnotized state of the mind also gives little 
joy and all to that person he feels very nice but then afterwards again comes out of it that's called tandra so here uh, people misunderstand the term samadhi to mean tandra it is not tandra it is not just absorption of the mind or not steadiness of the mind but it is steadiness of intellect steadiness of understanding wherein the mind the intellect gets absorbed in the self not that it becomes uh, still only but it gets absorbed in the self so therefore this term samadhi is a very technical term so bhagwan uh, arjuna is asking that what is the nature of that person who has reached the state of samadhi samadhi stha samadhi sthasya keshava he keshava he krishna then sthitadhi kim prabhasheta then from the standpoint of this sthita pradnya again another term is used sthitadhi hi see when our understanding of a subject becomes clear then we can understand that subject from various standpoints if it is not clear then we understand only from one standpoint and if the standpoint is slightly changed then we get confused we get little confused yeah hmm so here if one talks from uh, here uh, what we call bhagwan said that uh, samadhi but that samadhi also means sthita pradnya avastha of sthita pradnya or it is also called sthita dhi our intellect or understanding is also called dhi so sthita dhi means again same meaning uh, steady understanding or steady wisdom so what is the sign of a person of steady wisdom sitadhi kim prabhasheta how does he what does he experience he or she what does he experience and kim asita and how does he get established in this state of samadhi or state of enlightenment how does he sit asit means how does he sit or how what how one can reach this state or how he has attained that state so that here not only arjuna is asking about the description of a realized master but he is also asking about the simultaneously about the methods or sadhana which will take us into this state it is not just theoretical or purely abstract question but he also wants to reach this state so he wants to know how he has attained and how i can also attain this state so kim asita where is he seated or how is he seated in this state and vrajeta kim and how does he walk how does he walk means not exactly how he walks physically but how does he move walking means moving moving where in this world so how does he move or how does he interact with the world what way does he interact because the world is made up of objects world is made up of different situation or circumstances and world is made up of beings human beings animal birds plant that is what our world is and if we know how to interact with the objective world in the sense the five elements and the and all those matter which is there also the different circumstances of pleasure and pain 
good and bad and different types of beings human being animal bird plants if we know how to respond or to interact with them then we will be able to live a proper life because interaction with this world gives rise to if it is faulty interaction it gives rise to sorrow pain fear pride jealousy sadness because the world is just a just a seen thing so as we see the world it gets interpreted in our mind and it gives rise to various experiences like suppose i am seeing a movie hmm then as i see the movie i feel various types of emotions and all because i keep seeing it i keep interpreting it suppose i see a movie which is of some other language without subtitle and all then after thing i don't understand what they are saying and doing it will not it will give rise to another uh, type of emotion huh? the other person who understand he is totally surprised and i am not surprised i, I laugh he says why are you laughing it is such a sad thing which happened because i interpreted differently so I, it gives different type of experience to me it gives different type of experience to the other person similarly this world is like a movie in front of me unfortunately in some other language so half the time we don't know what are the things happening why that person is having this dialogue why this is happening there why me why he so all these questions come and we experience uh, ups and downs so how does an enlightened person move about in this world vrajetaki all this question is very interesting and uh, it is very important for a spiritual seeker because this question or the answer to this question is the goal which we have to attain or reach as a spiritual seeker so unless we are clear about the goal we will not be moving properly in that uh, direction that is one thing and another unless we are clear and inspired by the goal again we will not move towards it if we understand the full implication of this state of enlightenment if we understand the uh, what to call the significance of it and get inspired by it then nobody needs to tell me that oh do your sadhana meditate and study and get uh, what you call go uh, attain the state of enlightenment nobody needs to tell i will be motivated by this by this noble goal but if i am not very clear then it it becomes uh, our whole sadhana and everything becomes little uh, hazy only hmm. so it's very important that we understand also there are a lot of misunderstandings about a realized person because we look at that person from a particular standpoint standpoint of many times confusion our own likes and dislikes our own ideas our own prejudices our own uh, faulty uh, philosophies and all we look at that person and we come to a certain conclusion hmm sometimes we look at the outer image of that person how does he dress 
what type of how long is his jata how long is his beard hmm. that might be the, because that is how we judge normal people by the outer dress from a distance so we try to judge that person that he has got a long jata must be realized person hmm. or from the way the person sits or he sits in meditation or the way he interacts with the people around we judge or nowadays we judge account whether that person is popular whether he comes on television whether what are the this about him reviews in the spiritual magazines and how many disciples he has got what type of ashram he has got and how he speaks and how he interacts and all outer thing those are not really signs of realization bhagwan nowhere mentioned this kistita pradni is one who has got a big ashram and comes regularly on asta channel is not mentioned so what is not mentioned i don't accept it as praman hmm so it's very important that we recognize it otherwise we will be led into some sort of uh, misunderstanding and in the wrong direction only we will be following someone and that someone will be following someone and everyone will be going down somewhere downhill hmm so it is very important that we understand the state of realization again this portion is very famous in bhagavad gita very famous portion of bhagavad gita the reply which bhagwan gives uh, he replies in 18 verses 18 is a very uh, again a very uh, popular figure in our scriptures or in our uh, all our different uh, um, culture and all especially in mahabharata there are 18 18 so many 18s are there 18 parvas 18 days the war was fought even other like 18 puranas we have and all and here in bhagavad gita we have 18 chapters and in this we have 18 verses describing the stita pradnya one is a figure of that supreme reality supreme reality is always indicated as one advaita ekamevam advitiyam brahma nehananastikinchana and this prakriti means expression of that one is indicated as eightfold in the seventh chapter bhagwan calls it ashtadha prakriti bhumirapo nalo vayu khammano buddhirevacha ahankar iti yamme bhinna prakriti ashtadha ashtadha means eight eightfold so one and eight one is that supreme reality that one itself expresses as as eight and uh, and plays this whole drama and if we connect this one and eight it comes to that complete number nine which remains unmoved and unchanged hmm? whatever this little numerology hmm? but whatever reason bhagwan has given this 18 verses i don't know so in 18 verses bhagwan reveals the nature of a realized master so let us let us chant and understand 
श्री भगवान वाच प्रजाहातीयदा कामान सर्वान पार्थमनोगतान आत्मनेवात्मना तुष्टः स्थितप्रज्ञस्तदोच्यते प्रजाहातीयदाका श्री भगवान वाच यर कृष्ण इज नॉट टॉकिंग एज अ एज अ ऑर्डनरी ह्यूमन बीइंग ही इज नॉट स्पीकिंग एज अ व्हाट यू कॉल अ नंदबाला एंड ऑल गोप गोपबाल प्रोटेक्टर ऑफ द काउज एंड वृंदावन एंड ऑल ही इज आइडेंटिफाइड विद दैट सुप्रीम स्टेट दैट ब्रह्म is speaking after i mean as established in that state of realization only therefore the term used for such realized master is bhagavan in our our scriptures we call them bhagavan shri bhagavan means one who has got bhaga bhaga means all this knowledge vairagya shri and who is established in this truth who is who is speaking not as a as an ahankar but as that supreme reality only as ishvara even ordinary human being when he reaches that state of realization is also called bhagavan like even mahar uh, ramana maharshi we call him bhagavan ramana maharshi so the words are not come flowing from a superficial level but the words are coming from the very depth of realization and who else can describe this state than bhagwan himself so he says shri bhagwan uvacha ki prajahati yada kaman sarvan parthamanogatan atmani eva atmana tushtah stita pradnyas tada uchyate वैन यदा प्रजहाती सर्वान कामान वैन अ पर्सन गिव्स अप वैन द ऑल द कामनास फ्रॉम अ पर्सन्स माइंड गोज अवे प्रजहाती प्रकर्षेण जहाती परित्यजति वैन द is all the desires of the mind is dropped kaman means desires kaman means uh, uh, thirst to acquire thirst to experience thirst to attain things of the world it's called kama and that they also i mentioned that this kama arises in the mind because of the basic ignorance because what are we thirsting what are we desiring we are mainly desiring this uh, self only in its threefold form satchit anand is the nature of self so we are desiring sat we are desiring 
existence. Therefore, we are afraid of dying. We are desiring eternal life. We are desiring security. But we think I am the body, so we are all the time worried about security of the body. We think I am the mind, so we are worried about security of the mind. But what we are desiring is eternal existence. That is what we are desiring. Then our nature is knowledge, so we desire knowledge. We desire and the purest form of knowledge is awareness. Objectless awareness is the state of pure knowledge. Otherwise that knowledge itself comes in the form of words and pictures and sentences and all, but that is a superficial knowledge. But that because of which we know is the very essence of knowledge. Like because of light, we see the objects. So the objects are not light, but it is seen because of light. What exactly is light cannot be comprehended, cannot be seen. See, when the light is not uh, objected or not stopped, it doesn't, uh, it looks like a dark thing only. Ah. But when you put a place a hand and all, suddenly it starts shining. Otherwise, it is not seen. But it is the light because of which all objects are seen. Similarly, it is that knowledge because of which everything is known. That knowledge per se is that nature of the self. So we have a thirst to know it. Therefore, we seek it in knowing other things of this world. Objects and here, there, different experiences. Different experiences we seek and different uh, uh, curiosities we try to fulfill because of this thirst to know ourselves. Ultimately, we are trying to find out who we are. Even science, who is going far away in space, it wants to know exactly what is the meaning of life. What is the meaning of I? Hmm. And also we are seeking happiness. The pure happiness, not pleasure. Pleasure is not happiness. Pleasure is just stimulation of our senses and mind and intellect. It is not happiness. But it is pleasurable. But that because of which things are pleasurable is that pure happiness of the self. So we are seeking that. And always, and the desire itself is a sign of ignorance. Therefore, absence of desire is a sign of wisdom. So that is the first sign which we see in a realized master, that there is no this thirst in the heart of that master. Now this is what something which we may not be able to go into his heart and check it out, but this is what is the fact. So, Prajahati Yada Kama, you can imagine, Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi, you can imagine our own Pujya Gurudev, you can imagine Gautam Buddha or Bhagavan Krishna. Outwardly, it may seem that they have Kamna or they have some desire in their heart, but there is no desire in their heart. There is no want for I, there is no I want anything. The body functions, the mind functions, but there is no want inside. There is no lack or there is no incompleteness. So, prajahati yada kaman sarvan, not one or two, but all. Because the fundamental ignorance itself is wiped out. So, all 
कामनास फ्रॉम द हार्ट हैज ड्रॉप्ड हे पार्थ मनोगतान द डिजायर्स विच हैव एंटर्ड द माइंड वी कैरी फॉरवर्ड डिजायर्स फ्रॉम अवर पास्ट सो मेनी लाइफ टाइम्स बिकॉज इवन आफ्टर सीकिंग फॉर मिलियंस ऑफ लाइफ टाइम्स वी आर नॉट एबल टू फाइंड वॉट वी आर सीकिंग वी हैव नॉट बीन एबल टू फाइंड इटर्नल एग्जिस्टेंस वी हैव नॉट बीन एबल टू फाइंड प्योर नॉलेज वी हैव फेल टू फाइंड प्योर ब्लिस सो वी आर सीकिंग सो दिस लॉट्स ऑफ डिजायर्स आर देयर इन द माइंड बट वैन वन गेट्स एस्टेब्लिश्ड इन दिस नॉलेज और दिस सेल्फ और विच इज द स्टेट ऑफ एनलाइटनमेंट द फर्स्ट साइन विच इज सीन इज ऑल डिजायर्स डिजअपियर इज लाइक वैन द सन राइजेज द डार्कनेस डिजअपियर्स एज लॉन्ग एज सन डजन राइज डार्कनेस विल बी देयर a cave which is deep within totally dark for millions of years the cave is dark but when you bring in light instantly the darkness disappears it doesn't matter how old the darkness was no no it was so millions of years how can it disappear even one candle burned there can destroy dispel all darkness similarly this knowledge enlightenment the first thing it does is removes the desire that is the sign that we have reached because only when we reach the desire will go because what i am seeking i have i have found then only the desire will go so prajahati yada kaman sarvan partha manogathan all the desires of the heart has gone but this sentence alone may not uh, make the state of the realized master clear because at times we also experience absence of desire when is it is experience when we are in deep sleep no desire you keep laddu there you keep gold there you keep money there fellow is sleeping ghode bhej ke so gaya hai you keep ghoda also there doesn't wake up i mean doesn't get affected why no desire a sleeping person you ask him do you want this gold do you want this wealth he doesn't he neither says yes nor says no he is blissfully asleep so is that a state of sthita pratni no then again a person when he is weak when the mind becomes weak when we are unhealthy when the intellect becomes weak when we are unhealthy temporarily there is absence of desire ne fever hai pain hai ha golgappe khayega nahi but you like it so lassi ekdam first class nahi so disease also can give rise to this absence of desire some then some very sad situation at death and all can also give temporarily rise to absence of desire do you want anything no i don't want anything i don't want anything now i just everything is all gone so deep sadness or 
sickness or deep sleep may give rise to this sort of uh, experience of absence of desire but that is only absence of desires have not gone they are temporarily suspended in suspended animation they have not gone so what is the other positive aspect of realization in the second line it says atmani eva atmana tushtaha he is not asleep astita pradne is one who is tushtaha who is in a state of complete contentment complete satisfaction complete bliss this is called tushti tushti means a state of bliss i'd say enough aur nahi chahiye tushth santushth where atmani eva in the self alone by what atmana by his own self means one who is deeply satisfied and content and happy within oneself without the need for any objects without the need for any outer condition without the need for anything even the changes in the world or in his body or nothing can change that bliss even if the body falls down dead his bliss doesn't change it's like a person is very happy and gone into state of happiness you remove his shirt still he is happy similarly a person who has reached the state of enlightenment the body falls off still he is in that state of enlightenment only thing we may not be able to interact with him it's like a person who is speaking and suddenly the mic is switched off you won't hear but i am continuing speaking or i continue to exist similarly the body is just like a mic is just like a outer speaker for interaction with the world otherwise it doesn't make any difference to the realized master so atmani eva eva means alone in the self alone the person is completely satisfied self means not ahankar self means that pure atma which is there in me which is there in everyone which is like space all pervading it's like all pervading blissful space all pervading conscious space all pervading eternal space that is atma so one who is established in that and and rejoices in the self alone atmani eva atmana tushtah see all these indications are given but ultimately we will come to realize or understand it only when we also reach this state here outwardly is is described or it is indicated it's like somebody talking about a sleeping person a person is asleep let us say here or in the pravachan completely asleep so then we look at that person and you ask where is this person then we look ki kahan gaya ye he is not listening to you he is not uh, this so where is that person now body ke andar kahin par hai kya body ke bahar kahin we cannot tell anything about it similarly 
दैट स्थित प्रज्ञ बाय लुकिंग एट द बॉडी वी वॉन्ट बी एबल टू टेल कि कहां है ये महात्मा अंदर है बाहर है ऊपर है नीचे है कैनॉट बी सेड एनीथिंग आत्मनी एवं आत्मना तुष्ट वन हु इज रिजॉइसिंग इन द सेल्फ बाय द सेल्फ सच अ पर्सन स्थित प्रज्ञ तदा उच्चते वेन वन रीच इज द स्टेट ऑफ एबसेंस ऑफ डिजायर एंड टोटल रिजॉइसिंग इन वंस ओन सेल्फ देन वन कैन से दैट सच अ पर्सन इज कॉल्ड स्थित प्रज्ञ स्थित प्रज्ञ तदा उच्चते इज कॉल्ड स्थित प्रज्ञ इज कॉल्ड एनलाइटन पर्सन स्थित प्रज्ञ तदा उच्चते वेरी ब्यूटिफुल फर्दर भगवान से इज कंटिन्यूज दुखेशनुद्विघ्न मना सुखेशु विगत स्पृह वीतरागभय क्रोध स्थितुनिच्यते दुखेशनुद्विघ्न मना सुखेशु विगत स्पृह This is another lakshana of of this realized uh, person is sthitadhihi such as sthitadhi bhagwan says dukheshu anudvigna manaha his mind see his mind is there body is there intellect is there everything remains same but the person is awake the world remaining same body remaining same everything is there person is awake so his mind is there so here bhagwan says ki dukheshu anudvigna manaha when a situation normal situation of sorrow comes around his mind doesn't get agitated see there are dukha different types of dukha sorrows come in our life in the scripture they talk about three types of dukha adhyatmik adi bhautik and adi daivik adhyatmik the sorrow which is caused by our own body mind intellect and our own personality lot of sorrow is given to us by ourselves body keeps on giving sorrow Yesterday it was giving so much joy when I was eating 25 rasgullas, but today I don't know what happened. Body is giving troubles. Same body which had given joy started giving all trouble. So we get trouble from our body, from our mind, from our intellect. It keeps on creating lots of problem for us, agitating us like anything. So even when the situation of uh, ill health or some other situation of the body comes that doesn't disturb anudvigna manaha his mind his mind doesn't get agitated with with uh, and doesn't get disturbed because of means the state of bliss 
state of contentment, state of satisfaction doesn't move even a little bit. Dukkeshu an udvigna manaha. Again, from the standpoint of an ignorant person, little sorrow and that fellow gets totally disturbed. We, our whole thing remains, our balance is, is dependent on the condition outside. Family is fine, society is doing well, financially I am fine, everything is perfect. Then I can, I am very like a sthita pradnya, no disturbance. Then suddenly I get a message that you have been sacked from your, this, given a pink slip or something. That disturbs. Then some other news, it disturbs. Immediately, my little bit of sorrow or little bit of uh, physical or uh, com- discomfort or something disturbs the mind. Or we also have what we call adibhautik sorrow because of the situation in the society or in our nation. That can also be very disturbing. And the trouble with our modern civilization is that anything happening, bad happening anywhere is immediately conveyed to everyone through our beautiful channels, news channels, adding masalas to it and all. All bad things. Actually, bad news are called news. Good news somehow are not called good news. If a dog I mean, somewhere I had read, if a dog bites someone, it's not considered news every day some dog or other bites. But if a man bites a dog, immediately it will be highlighted everywhere. Something extraordinary, something different, something crazy, something stupid will become a news. So, this, um, huh, the disturbance in the society disturbs us. Then we get agitated. Agitated by what other people have done. And their accident and their this and that. And I get disturbed. Then disturbance can come from the totality. From unknown source. Like death. Or some thundering and lightning and some flood or some tsunami. We don't know from where it originated. So that also can be disturbing. So, even when the situation of disturbance is there, a realized person is one who doesn't, whose mind doesn't get agitated, is not shocked or is not surprised. See, generally things surprise us and some people are there, they're always surprised. <gasps> really? <sighs> I don't believe but these common things also surprises them. That means something is wrong with their understanding. Really, your daughter-in-law did like that? I can't believe I tell you. Aapko chai bana ke nahi diya? Chhi 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 chhi. Kaisa jamana aagya? Aajkal koi saans ko bhi dekhta nahi thik taras. Very surprising. Little, little things, stupid little things surprises, shocks a person. But a realized master is not shocked or surprised by anything. Very interesting. 
somewhere I heard that even realized master, even if some shocking thing like Bhagwan Ramana Varsi was sitting uh, in his ashram, lot of other devotees were there, and suddenly one snake came there. This was in the forest and all. And everyone got agitated, they started jumping and running here and there. And Bhagavan Ramana Varsi was sitting there quietly like, as though nothing has happened. Not surprised at all. And the snake came, and it went. Once one monkey came, with a little one, and people got agitated. But that monkey came toward Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi. He just uh, patted that monkey, looked at that little one, and then it went away. So he said to those devotees that she had come to show the little one. So like that, uh, realized master is one who is established in that self, so nothing surprises that person. Because he has seen, he is, he is, he has identified with the magician. See, when we look at a magic show, everything surprises. The box is there and the lady goes into the box. And they put talwar from every side. And she removes one hand and shows it like that. <laughs> and the head also is <laughs> so very surprising. And then the whole talwar is removed and that she comes out fit and fine. Nothing happens to her. Very surprising. But those assistants and all, they are least surprised. Because they see that she is sitting behind the box. Talwars and all are made of plastic only. So they are not at all surprised. But they have to show surprise. They can't say, but they have to show. Similarly, all of us are looking at this world as a magic show. It is a magic show. Maya, Maya Jal. But for the one who is doing that magic, nothing is surprising. Nothing comes as a surprise. So realized master is one who has identified with the magician. He is not sitting in the audience and feeling surprised by everything. So, Dukkheshu Anudvigna Manaha is not agitated by Dukkha and Sukheshu Vigatasprihaha and in the situation of Sukha or pleasure which normally gives pleasure to the ordinary people of this world. Such situation also when it comes he doesn't get attached to those situations. Vigatas pruhaha. See, when we gain pleasure, we want to repeat it. And when we gain pain, we want to avoid it. That is our favorite uh, pastime life. Whatever things which gives us pleasure, we want to repeat it. And that which gives us sorrow, we want to somehow avoid it. If someone comes to stay at your place, guest and all, first question, aapka kya program hai? Miss, when will you leave? They say, I will leave tomorrow, but my tickets are not getting confirmed, you know. If it doesn't get confirmed, I will have to stay for a week. Don't worry, I have contacts. I will see that it is confirmed. And you will go and see personally that it is confirmed. <laughs> hmm. So that which gives sorrow, we want to avoid. That which gives happiness or pleasure, we want to repeat. 
sometimes we repeat and still it fails to give pleasure. I throw a party, it gives me great pleasure. Second time I do it, it gives me lesser pleasure. Then I wonder what happened. And I came to know that I, those people whom I did not invite, they came. And those whom I invited did not come. Or whatever the reason. Therefore, we go when to someone's house or something, we eat something. Immediately, we want the recipe, if we like it. Why? Because we want to repeat the pleasure. And this attitude of repeating itself is called samsara. If you want to repeat something, that means you have to come again. You want to experience it again. That's called punarapi jananam, punarapi maranam. Again, I have to take birth to experience it. You experience and finish it off. No, I want to come again and again and experience it more. So that itself is the cause of samsara. So realized master is one who is not disturbed by sorrow and who doesn't get attached to the pleasures of this world. Remains unaffected by the joys and sorrows of this world. Vitaragavayakrodaha Free from, Vita means free from Raga, Bhaya and Krodha. Raga means attachment. Bhaya means fear. Krodha means anger. Attachment, when certain things start giving us pleasure, if we think that the pleasure is coming from this object or this person or this place, then we want to hold on to that person, place and object. That holding on to them for the sake of continuing my pleasure is called attachment. And those people are also alive. They try to run away then. Situation also changes. The situation ch- But the tendency to hold on to things which have given me pleasure is called that attachment. And this is something which is uh, not possible. It keeps slipping away from us and it starts giving us great sorrow and great pain. We hold on to our wealth, we hold on to our body, our health, our relationship, our uh, position, our name, our chair. People don't want to give up their chair. They just move around in the world with their chairs behind them. Especially in politics and all. But it goes so intense attachment to our body because it starts giving us pleasure. We think that only body can make me happy. So hold on to body. Hold on to our mind. Hold on to our some funny ideas and philosophies and all our talents and all. Then we hold on to our wealth and furniture and other things. Then people around us. Then our children, our relatives, our friends, our dogs and cats and trees and birds. And our all these things. We, we hold on means we become possessive. We want to say that they belong to me. I want to own them. See, if you derive pleasure... Then it's fine, then let it be free. No, I want to own them so that I can hold on to them and keep on sucking pleasure out of them. And once they stop giving pleasure, then drop them. So that is called raga. And this raga, when it is there, it is always associated with bhaya. Because what I am holding on to, I am deeply, I know, it will leave me and go away. 
so there is fear attachment and fear go together where there is no attachment there is no fear vairagyam eva abhayam it is said one who has vairagyam means no raga and no dvesha is free of fear but when there is raga it always is associated with fear of losing it deep fear and it fear if you see there is fear fear regarding our death fear regarding our health fear regarding our wealth and position and all those things fear is there deep why because i know they give pleasure and if they go away i will become miserable why this understanding this is called misunderstanding ignorance so that gives rise to tremendous fear some people they born in fear they live in fear and they die in fear hmm so fear is there bhaya and krodha and when we think that somebody is coming in the way we try to protect what i what i like i mean that's raga i try to possess it and when there is opposition or somebody comes in the way it gets converted into anger so anger is just a outcome of my attachment only when an obstacle comes in the way of my attachment it turns into anger first it is irritation you are sitting there and somebody else is constantly pushing you in a little irritation or you come and then somebody else is sitting on your place you get really irritated it begins with impatience irritation anger and then hatred all this come why the more intense raga it is directly related the more intense our raga the more intense is our anger and more deep is our fear all these three are very beautifully connected to each other so it is said that a realized person is one who becomes free of raga because there is no he has got nothing to lose by losing anything of this world because his joy doesn't depend on the world so the previous words atmani eva atmana tushtah so if something is gone it doesn't make any difference if something comes doesn't make any difference so vita raga therefore there is no fear also vita bhaya and there is no anger krodha is also not there all our many of all our krodha is because of some attachment here and there so krodha is also not there so vita raga bhaya krodha and when just imagine a mind free of all this a mind free of raga bhaya and krodha itself will give us the indication of the state of a realized master because raga bhaya krodha is constantly there in an ignorant person's mind constantly 24 hours you one wakes up with raga bhaya krodha and sleeps with raga bhaya krodha fear is like a background music like the shruti constantly it is there it doesn't come out expresses fully but it is there in the background it is there so vita raga bhaya krodha sthitadhir muniruchyate such a person is called sthitadhihi and munihi mananashilvan one who is contemplative sage one who through contemplation one has reached the state of enlightenment 
therefore is called muni muni also means um, uh, mauna one who is absolutely quiet in his mind muni means one who is in mauna quiet silent mind person of silent mind so sthitadhihi munihi uchyate he is called muni also he is called sthitadhi also further bhagwan says यस्सर्वत्रानभिस्नेहः शुभम नाभिनंदति न द्वेष्टे तस्य प्रज्ञा प्रतिष्ठिता अगेन भगवान से यहावर दैट पर्सन मे बी हुएवर दैट सीकर हु रीच इज द स्टेट देन कंसिडर दैट ही हेज रीच द स्टेट ऑफ स्थित प्रज्ञ तस्य प्रज्ञा प्रतिष्ठिता हु यह सर्वत्रान अन सर्वत्र अन अभिस्नेह वन हु इज अन अभिस्नेह अगेन फ्री फ्रॉम स्नेह फ्री फ्रॉम अटैचमेंट सर्वत्र एट ऑल प्लेसेस इन ऑल ऑब्जेक्ट्स इन ऑल सिचुएशन हु इज फ्री फ्रॉम ऑल अटैचमेंट even to his body there is no attachment even to life there is no attachment to any objects of this world there is no attachment one who is moves like a wind see elsewhere in scripture is the example of wind is given the wind moves it doesn't get fixed in one place it moves all over in fact the five elements are not attached to anybody one should learn from this five element they are not attached even the material which goes to make my body is not attached to me tomorrow the same material is used to make somebody else's body it keeps what you call moving here and there even the oceans and the air and space remains unattached similarly this realized master sarvatra anabhisneha no attachment to anything why because his pleasure doesn't depend on them his state of uh, contentment doesn't depend on them that is the reason and why it doesn't depend on them because he has recognized and realized that bliss in his own self it is a direct what you call expression of realization so yes sarvatra an abhisneha tat tat prapya shubha shubham but moves around in this world interacts with the world doesn't remain in a cave or something or even if he remains in cave it doesn't matter but when he moves around and he meets or he comes across shubha and ashubha good and not good or conducive and non conducive situations in life even for a realized master there is good and not good situations in life so shubha means good ashubha means not good whatever they come 
this person is not attached. He is not attached to Shubha, nor does he run away from Ashubha. Whatever is there keeps moving in this world, free from attachment. Na abhinandati, na dveshti, doesn't rejoice in the gain or in the pleasures of this world. Na abhinandati, doesn't congratulate also anybody for anything. There is no rejoicing for anything. We keep on congratulating in all. It's just ego boosting actually. Hariva, very nice. Very good. We shall also feel very great. This person knows that everything is happens according to the laws of nature. Nobody does anything. So whom to congratulate? Guna guneshu vartante iti matvana sajjate. Everything happens according to the laws of nature. There is nobody need to be congratulated also. So, na abhinandati doesn't rejoice, na dveshti, nor hates. Because we congratulate thinking that somebody has done something good. Or we rejoice when we feel that I have obtained something special or achieved my goal. Then we rejoice. And we hate when we think that somebody or something is giving me sorrow. But no such misunderstanding is there in the mind of a realized master. So there is no hatred for anyone, not dveshti. In the twelfth chapter also Bhagwan talks about this realized master. He calls him bhakta. Here he calls him sthitapradnya. There he calls him bhakta, it's same. He says, Adveshta Sarvabhutana Maitra Karunaivacha. Adveshta. The Bhakta is one, a realized master is one who is who doesn't have any hatred for anyone in this world. Doesn't have hatred in his heart. So the same thing is said here. Na Abhinandati Na Dveshti Tasya Pradnya Pratishtitha. Once a person has reached this state, understand that his pradnya, his wisdom is steady. Because unsteady wisdom gives rise to all these negativities. Once our understanding and conviction is there about our self, then there is no un, there is no disturbance then. There is no disturbance. If somebody tells you that, oh, tomorrow it will not, uh, the sun will not rise, we will see what a foolish thing you are saying. Similarly, for a realized master, someone says, oh, that person is coming and he will give you a lot of sorrow. He says, let him come. And I am giving you nice, something which will make you more happy. He said, give. Nothing will make him more happy and nothing can reduce his sorrow. Later on, Bhagavan will give example of the ocean. Ocean doesn't get uh, uh, flooded when there is more water poured into it, nor does it get depleted when water is removed from it. It remains same. Similarly, for realized masters, peace, joy, bliss remains same. Doesn't get affected by the world. So, tasya pradnya pratishtita, such a person's pradnya, wisdom is well established. Further, Bhagavan says, yada samharate chayam Kurmonganiva Sarvashaha 
ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥೇಭ್ಯ ತಜ್ಞಾ ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠಿ ಯಹರತೆ ಚಾಂಗಾಶ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥೇಭ್ಯ ಅನದರ್ ವೆರಿ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಸೈನ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಈಸ್ ದಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೋಟಲ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಓವರ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಸೆನ್ಸಿಸ್ ಎಸ್ ಶಿ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಗಾಟ್ ಟೋಟಲ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ಓವರ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಿಸ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ಸೈನ್ ಔಟ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಸೈನ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅವರ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಫೀಲ್ಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಒನ್ ಟ್ರೈಸ್ ಟು ಡೂ ಡಿಫರೆಂಟ್ ಟೆಸ್ಟ್ to find out whether the person is having diabetes or having some other problem or this and that there various test is there blood test and other test and from that one says that oh we must be suffering from this so there are those direct thing cannot be seen but only the from the test result we infer that it must be this must be the problem with this person similarly from the certain signs one can infer that that person must be a realized master and one of the sign is complete control over the senses senses we have our 10 senses five sense uh, organ of perception and five organs of action and the mind is considered as the 11th one hmm so mind is also considered as internal organ antakkarana so one who has total control over these senses the eyes ears nose skin and taste touch and everything and the hands legs and genital organs and excretory organ and everything speech and all one who has control over this control means one can withdraw them and one can project them at will see only withdrawing is not called control or only projecting is not called control one who at will can withdraw and project and a very beautiful example is given that of a tortoise a tortoise is one who has got this limbs coming out of that big shell no so your shell is there and uh, four legs and a tail and its head also comes out and the 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 structure is so hard very 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 hard but that head is very soft the legs are little soft hmm but the, that shell is very hard so whenever the tortoise feels that there is some danger or something it just withdraws the whole thing and goes into the shell like some uh, animals and all want to eat those that tortoise become running and then this fellow just withdraws and goes inside and they try to put their teeth and nail and this and that nothing happens the tortoise remain comfortable inside like we remain comfortable even our house when there is lightning and thunder outside we can hear the noise but we are comfortable watching the serial and having garam garam pakode ne we can hear thundering and lightning and the rain but we are comfortable similarly the tortoise must be hearing the thundering and lightning going on 
some person is trying to or some animal is trying to eat it or something is comfortable when it comes to know that thundering and lightning has gone again it withdraws i mean it uh, it projects the limbs it has got this capacity to withdraw and project at will similarly a realized person is one who can withdraw and project the senses at will if we look at it from a ignorant person standpoint we find that the senses are stimulated or they are controlled by the world outside and the emotions or the desires from within our senses are controlled by the world outside for example you are told to, to keep your eyes steady like you are listening to pravachan your eyes are on me and you are listening very attentively suddenly one person gets up and start walking everyone looks at him very strange whatever be the topic and however interesting the topic and however insignificant and uh, that person may be everyone start looking and what are they looking what must be they thinking who is he where is he going how is he walking why so much of inquiry why not inquire who is brahman and all no attraction so much that we just as to pulled by it and if you don't look we feel uncomfortable therefore we look ek aankh se dekhte ho it is normal or we are driving some gadbad is there we want to see what happened apne isme raste mein kyun nahi chalte ho nahi nahi i want to see what is there what will you gain by seeing nothing do you know that nothing kuch nahi aisa dekhna hai so therefore in the road also if one side of the lane there is a, what you call accident the next lane there is traffic jam everyone stops to see kya ho gaya kon hai kaisa hai kaisa kya theek very good the fellow will not get down and help but inquiry same inquiry if we do for bhagwan we will attain him so our senses are controlled by the world and they are propelled outside by our desires from within they are helpless senses are helpless as though at present why world attracts lack of what you call um, lack lack of control lack of vairagya and also why that inner thing also urges us again lack of vairagya and lack of practice so these senses are very strong but for, as far as the realized master is concerned senses remain absolutely under his control if you look at the eyes of bhagwan ramana maharshi absolutely still doesn't get agitated as though looking out as though looking in as though looking everywhere very different altogether complete mastery over the senses when he wants to sit in meditation or in that state of samadhi easily can withdraw the senses and just sit inside when want to interact with the world just brings out the senses and interacts 
when the focus is to be given on one particular object gives complete focus there when the mind uh, he wants the mind to keep quiet he just orders the mind to keep quiet you please sit quietly and the mind like like we keep our mobile phone off i mean good people good people everyone is good so mobile we keep off during the pravachan similarly during meditation we should keep the mind off switch off mode and sit so total control over the senses over the over the mind kurmongani va sarvashah sarvashah from all sides indriyani indriyarthebhyah all the senses from their respective objects shabdasparsha rupa rasagandha total control over them when one has achieved such a person's pradnya is pratishtita you can say he is established in his self he has got steady wisdom this is a sign more we will see tomorrow